is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Thank you, Harley. Thank, Thank you so much, Thank Allison. You. Thank you, Harley. Allison is with us this morning, sitting behind the... The uh, board that uh, runs this whole show, she's the captain of the ship. I'm I'm the uh, show horse, and she's the workhorse, although she probably doesn't like me to compare <laughs> her to a horse. But in any event, he'll cut well, our Patriot time as 9.09. Well, well, you say I'm here, too. Don't forget, yesterday Harley said it should be the Allison and Bill show. He did Just indeed. Saying. Or, you know, the Allison show with occasional <laughs> comment by Bill. Exactly. I, yeah, I, got, I get that. But seriously, the uh, the board that she runs... Uh, she was trained by Harley to run the board, and it looks like the cockpit or the helm of the Starship Enterprise. Let me tell you, it's I'm very proud of her. Very proud of her. We'd like to bookend our show with uh, Bible verse. Today is from Ephesians chapter 6. Very, very timely. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. Something to meditate upon. A good memory verse. Uh, something to meditate upon, especially in the times we live today. Yes, we are Bill and Allison Mencaro, welcoming you. Uh, glad to have you with us on this Saturday morning, chilly Saturday morning, crisp and nice. And we are sometimes wrong, but we are always right. Just to let you know that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Texas history. On this day in 1891, the Pan American Railway was chartered by a group of Boston investors to connect Victoria, Texas with, Allison doesn't know this, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to build a railroad from Victoria to Rio. Did, did it, was it successful? Well, I'm about to tell you. The residents of Victoria, anxious to have an independent rail outlet to compete with the Southern Pacific-controlled lines radiating from the city, offered a $150,000 bonus to the company. By August of 1892, the line had been completed from Victoria to the Guadalupe River, 10 miles, <laughs> and they're on their way to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. <laughs> but funds were not available to build a bridge over the Guadalupe River. Uh, Vic uh, Victoria, the town of Victoria, refused to pay any installment on the bonus until additional mileage had been constructed, and it just fell apart. The Pan-American <laughs> Railway and the track was soon abandoned. How about that? Wow. Wild. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been fun to go down to Victoria and catch a train to Rio? <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Well, maybe uh, 
Maybe somebody will fund that one of these days. Uh, this week it became law in Texas requiring kindergarten through 12th grade student athletes to play on the sports teams that match their birth gender and not the gender which, which they, quote, identify. Uh, that, be- that becomes law in January. Uh, Texas is the eighth state to add protection, such protections for women's sports. So that's a little little fact we know, and one, another reason we're glad we live in Texas. Exactly. Hill Country Patriot Time 912 this morning with Bill and Allison. So we're going to be, uh, what are we going to talk about today, Allison? Well, we've got the real news behind the fake news, as we always do. But uh, we have an exclusive interview with Fox News correspondent Molly Hemingway about her new book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections, which we recorded in person just a few days ago. We did. We did. We were at a meeting in uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. And she was one of the featured speakers. And evening before, there was a cocktail reception at the hotel. And uh, I said to Allison, you know, we should have Molly on our radio program. And I'm thinking, okay, I could go over there. She doesn't know me. I could go over there and say, <laughs> hi, I have a radio at a cocktail party with a cocktail in my hand. I have a radio program. Uh, uh, you don't know me, but would you come up to my hotel room so I can do an interview? <laughs> so I didn't think that would go over real well. Didn't quite think that was a good plan, so I asked Allison to do that. We And, and the reason we did it in our hotel room uh, uh, is because it, w- it would have been too noisy anyplace else because uh, there were always people around and and uh, Molly was such a, a big star that there were constant. I mean, she was constantly surrounded by people, so, so we couldn't have done it in, in a public space. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we did it, and it'll be on uh, a bit later in the show today. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You won't want to miss it. She's going to talk about what she found out about how the 2020 election was rigged. It was, it's a fascinating interview. Yeah, it really is. Uh, just a couple of local uh, items uh, at the moment. We'll get to some others later in the show. Uh, today in Kerrville from noon to three, if you're looking for a pet, you need to go to Pet Supplies Plus. Uh, that's next to, uh, you know, everybody knows where that is, Office Max or Office Depot next, you know, in that area, UPS store. Uh, the Texas Roundup Animal Alliance is coming to Pet Supplies Plus, and there'll be a costume contest with a grand prize of a $25 gift card and a Halloween party, a picture for your pet by donation. The Hunt School Fall Carnival is from 5 to 8 tonight. Uh, they're going to do, do trunk or treat, silent auction, games, raffles, cakewalk, obstacle course, costumes, food trucks, barrel train, haunted hallway, and much more. So that's 5 to 8 at the Hunt School, so make sure you do that. And we don't want to forget the Fredericksburg Gun Show is today and tomorrow, Sunday, at Gillespie County Fairgrounds at Exhibition Hall. Today it'll be from 9 to 5, tomorrow 10 to 4. It costs 6 bucks to get in. They raise the price. They Went up by a dollar. I'm wow. really upset. Well, but, uh, I think you can afford it. Yeah, well, if you're going to buy a gun, you can afford especially with the prices <laughs> they ask for these days. Uh, the Happy State Bank, which recently came to Kerrville, although it's been in the panhandle for many years, and Alice and I have actually been to Happy, Texas. Yeah, we, we, we had to count it. Um, we did. At oh. Happy State Bank for many, many, many years. Well, actually, our account was open with... Uh, um, Canadian. Canadian. Was it... Bank of Canadian, was that what it was? Something like that. The Bank yeah. of Canadian, Canadian Bank. Had, headquartered in, in Canadian at that time, and then now Happy Bank is... Not to be confused with the nation of Canada. Canadian <laughs> Texas in the panels. It's because about. of the Canadian River. Yeah, and I am originally from 
the Canadian, oh, not Canadian, but the Panhandles, where I'm originally from. So that's one reason we did it, since we have some business interests up there. Anyway, Happy State Bank is merging with Centennial Bank, which was not the Centennial Bank that they <laughs> took over when they first came to town. There used to be a Centennial Bank, then it became Happy State Bank. Now it they've merged with another group called Centennial Bank. Wow. Uh, but they will still do business in Texas as Happy State Bank, so I presume that the Ag Barn Youth Exhibi- <laughs> oh, Exhibition Hall, Happy State Bank Exhibition, they won't change that name, I suggest. That's true. Uh, but that's, we have an interesting story about a, a bank merger, don't that, we, Allison? Yes, we do. It affect, uh, affected us personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, um, up in, as Bill mentioned, he is from Dalhart and uh, Bank of America in Dalhart, we had... Um, a bank account and a, I'm using air quotes here, safe deposit box. And we had a safe deposit box. The air quotes are around the word safe, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> as we found yes. out. <laughs> now, what happened was, uh, I don't get up to Dalhart maybe once a year or so, and maybe not even that often sometimes, and uh, I'm talking to a friend of mine there, and he says, uh, and you know, we've got this safe deposit box, and I've got my dad's coin collection in it, and, you know, deeds and titles and auto kind of whatever you know papers stuff like that wills and uh but and probably the, the coin collection was probably worth some money. oh yeah the coin collection was was worth not a huge amount of money but he'd been doing it since the 60s so you know it 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 uh, was considerable and uh my friend says uh, you know when uh when the bank of america closed up here in dalhart and i said what <laughs> he said oh yeah you didn't know yeah they moved out well, where did they move well, they just they just closed up and they moved you know they just didn't move they just have other branches elsewhere i said well what happened to the safe deposit boxes well, i don't know well, what's the what's the building now that's well, an office building holy mackerel so did you ever try to call <laughs> bank of america headquarters not the local bank the headquarters in charlotte or wherever they well, are it's bad enough trying to call the local one yeah well that's true too so I finally got through, and, you know, I'm sweating bullets here. Uh, what the heck happened to my safe deposit box? Well, what happened is... Uh, well, and, and Bill should point out that uh, during this time, he, as I said, yeah, we, had we had a checking account, yeah. and we were getting regular statements oh, good point. about the checking account. Yeah. I mean, we're so, on their books. They know who we are. And they have our address. And they have our address because they send us a statement every month in the mail. But they don't tell us they're closing up? Wow. So, you know, we're sweating bullets here. And I finally got through to somebody at Bank of America after several days of trying. Uh, and they said, well, what happens in that case is that uh, if people don't claim their safe deposit box contents, we, we send in a, a locksmith and we drill it open. And there's always two bank, at least two bank officers there. And they inventory the contents and they have to sign for it. And then we ship it to our special facility in North Carolina. And uh, we can ship it back to you in Kerrville if you want. And I said, yeah, yeah, I want. Uh, so they did, and everything was fi- fine. There was nothing stolen. Well, we we're fortunate that, that we had a Bank of America in Kerrville. Yes. Because they they send they the send contents to, the Bank of to, to a Bank of America. Exactly. And if, exactly. If so. we'd lived someplace that didn't have didn't have one, we'd we'd, we'd have would to. have to travel. Yeah. But we uh, and nothing was taken. Everything was in good order. Uh, but you know, it was scary. And there's a other shoe that has to drop on this story. What's up? When I was in Dalhart, 
I started asking around and telling people a story. Oh, right, right. And it's a small town. Everybody kind of knows. Well, a lot of people know each other. And somebody said, oh, yeah, I know what happened. I said, what happened? <laughs> well, uh, that was, you know, Mary Smith was put in charge of contacting all of the customers that the bank was closing, including the safe deposit box customers. And, oh, I know Mary, and she told me that, why the heck should I go to all that trouble? I'm losing my job because the bank is closing. So she didn't do it. <laughs> you know, that's pretty stupid on their part. They should have given her an incentive to uh, yeah. to, to do her job. Yeah. Needless to say, I do not bank at Bank of America any longer. <laughs> you know, there's a 920 is our Hill Country Patriot time. There's a trucking crisis at California's ports, the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach. And you probably heard about it, read about it. It's causing the bottleneck and supply chains because all semi-tractors have to be current with new California emission standards. You know, you've heard a lot about the supply chain crisis, probably seen the pictures of all those cargo ships off, you know, offshore uh, in California. And you think, what's going on? Well, here's the true story. Tr all trucks have to be current with brand new California emission standards or they can't operate in the state. As a consequence, that means trucks cannot be older than three years if they're to pick up or deliver containers at those ports. Moreover, virtually all private owner-operator trucks and half of the fleet trucks that are used for moving containers across the nation have been shut out by the environmental wackos in California. That's what's, that's what's happened. Uh, California mandated that older trucks are to be replaced with electric trucks. That's a joke. They I mean, don't exist. Are, are, uh, yeah, I was going to say. They don't exist. Yeah. So half of the nation's truckers are now prohibited, more than half, because half of the fleet trucks and all private owner-operator uh, trucks are now prohibited from picking up containers in California. You don't hear that. You don't hear that on the on the media. California's new law, AB5, killed killed the economy. Uh, they're also banning owner-operators, even if they have trucks that meet their emission standards. If they're not a member of the union, Teamsters Union, they won't be allowed to unload or load trucks. Wow. So they're not. A, it, so it's not a matter of just not enough trucks to handle the job, and grandstanding about operating the ports 24-7 is not going to make a difference. What's going on, y'all? Now, I only know about three people in all my acquaintances that voted for Joe Biden in the last election. Two of those people now said no way in hell they would do it today. That's a start. But what I'm finding is it's a struggle with women. Afghanistan, a couple of them told me that's way over there. The border, that's way over there. If you don't live near the border, it don't affect your normal life. But you take their stuff off the shelves, boy, let me tell you what. You take their Christmas presents away because they can't find them, all of a sudden, yep. You get them. This song's called Empty Shelves Joe. It's a tribute to this terrible year that we've had. Here we go. I got your treadmill, I got your shoes. Out on a boat just taking a cruise. 600 ships just off of the coast. Cheap stuff I ordered six months ago. It's stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Thanks, Joe! Stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Yeehaw! Don't hold your breath for that leather couch. It's probably got cobwebs on it now. 
When will it in hell? Nobody knows. That's why they call them empty shells. Joe is stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Thanks, Joe! Stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Yeehaw! We can't find toys and no doggy trees. Furniture takes about 50 weeks. Mama can't find no kitchen supplies. Kids learning nothing and gas on the rise. It ain't on the shelves, it ain't on the rack. Looks like normal ain't coming back. Who in the hell would have voted for this? I swear, Democrats don't deserve Christmas gifts. We're stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Thanks, Joe! Stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Yeehaw! Somebody call the old folks home, cause we had one escape. Inflation's up, but hell, you can't buy nothing anyway. When it's all stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Thanks, Joe! Stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Everybody now, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. Up yours, Joe. Stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo, stuck on a cargo ship. After the break, an exclusive interview with Fox News correspondent Molly Hemingway about her new book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and De- Democrats Seized Our Elections. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro on the Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com. Our new website is firstcoupleoftexasradio.com where you can listen to our podcasts anytime. Near and far, emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong, that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong, that you may grow in power and work throughout is long privilege to have with us today Molly Hemingway, who I'm sure is very very familiar to our audience. Uh, Molly is a conservative author, political commentator, senior editor at The Federalist, contributor for Fox News, and she has written for The Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and The Washington Post. She's the author of the number one national bestseller, Justice on Trial, about the Kavanaugh hearings. Her latest book, 
rigged, how the media, big tech, and the Democrats seized our elections. After just its first week, it's number five on Amazon. Welcome, Molly. It's great to be here with you. Why don't you say hello? Hi, Molly. I'm here, too. <laughs> it's Bill Mancaro. Uh, but uh, Allison can do uh, primarily the uh, um, interview today, but uh, I did want to start out by asking, what the heck happened in the last presidential election <laughs> between, uh, between Trump and Biden? That was actually what motivated me to write the book, was that I was wondering what happened. I had, prior to the election, been concerned about how the media and big tech were meddling in our election by not reporting information accurately or suppressing information. Uh, but there were all these reports coming out after the election, and I wanted to investigate them. And the way that I handle that is by reporting and researching and interviewing people. And so I interviewed you know, dozens of people, campaign officials, up to and including President Trump himself, who I interviewed three times for the book, but also just those state and local officials who actually managed the process. And the, what I found most interesting about it were that Democrats had a coordinated campaign to change election laws, like hundreds of election laws across the country, to flood the zone with tens of millions of mail-in ballots and to de decrease scrutiny for those ballots. And then the other thing that I thought was most explosive was learning about the private takeover of government election offices funded by Mark Zuckerberg, one of the world's wealthiest and most powerful men, who spent $419 million not on campaign stuff, but to actually embed left-wing activists into Democrat counties in swing states to, to increase the number of uh, votes for Democrats through targeted voter registration, uh, ballot design, ballot translation, ballot harvesting, ballot counting, all these things that are supposed to be done not in a partisan manner, but through government election offices. Did anything you find, found out surprise you? Definitely the private takeover of government election offices. That had never happened before in the history of the country. It was coordinated and expansive, and it made a difference because they targeted their funding. 92% of all the funds went to overwhelmingly Democrat counties. And they claimed that they were bipartisan. They claimed they were giving these funds to help people vote during a time of COVID. But the way it worked in actuality was that they would give, say, $10 million to Philadelphia and literally $5,000 to a Republican county next door. Right. So it wasn't actually bipartisan. And there have been researchers who looked at the partisan effect of that spending. And in Texas, where there was some of this spending, even though it wasn't a swing state, the spending was targeted in Democrat counties or counties where they could squeeze more Democrat votes out. And researchers have shown that this yielded 200,000 more votes for Joe Biden than would have been there without the funding. Wow. And you think, well, Texas is a big state, 200,000 votes doesn't matter that much, but I think Senator Cruz's Senate victory in 2018 was just over 200,000 votes. So it's actually a huge difference. Oh, exactly, exactly. Is there, with, with, the, with big tech behind the Democrats, with the media behind the Democrats, uh, so much influence uh, is there any, what, what hope do you see on the horizon? 
Well, first off, I think it's important to remember that this election was one of the closest in U.S. history. It came down to 43,000 votes in three states. And so if you think about everything that was done by the left to control the outcome of this election, they threw out everything. They, they, they pulled out all the stops. They, did, they broke every norm, every rule, and it still, they almost lost. And so I would say, of course there's hope. And also that throughout our history, there have been problems with voting rights and voting integrity. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Democrats had this widespread Jim Crow campaign to keep black people from voting in the South. And people dealt with that issue. They fixed the issue. And these are things that are normal. Fighting over election laws and election integrity is, you know, sadly, a normal part of our process. So knowing how people corrupted the system is very important. And already states are banning the private takeover of government election offices. Voters who feel that they were disenfranchised by the manipulation of the last election are so much more involved in oversight now than they were even a couple years ago. And I think, you know, hopefully going forward, courts can also see that they did not help the situation by avoiding dealing with some of the chaos and confusion caused by this coordinated campaign to change election laws. Courts don't like to get involved. They didn't get involved at the level they should have in 2020, and it created so much confusion, chaos, and a lack of integrity in the system. Well, I'm glad you see something <laughs> for uh, something to look forward to. Well, it's good that people are aware, and people are aware, and it would have been helpful if they were this aware a couple of years ago. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, one of our last questions, or possibly the last question, uh, SB1. Uh, is being considered by the Senate, uh, which some people say is a federal takeover of, of the elections process. Um, what are your comments on that? Oh, it's hard to see it going. It's absolutely a way to permanentize in future elections what happened in 2020 and to enforce it at a federal level. The thing to understand about what happened in 2020 is that COVID gave Democrats the excuse they needed to achieve what they had wanted to achieve for decades, which is, you know, it's, it's an actual intentional chaos and confusion. Expand voting beyond one day into three months, not just two months exactly. prior to the election, but a month after. Have it where you never can actually know for certain about the integrity of a given ballot because you have decreased the scrutiny. Have it where different counties in the same state apply the rules unevenly, thereby disenfranchising voters in counties where they follow the law. This is all intentional, and it worked out really well for Democrats in 2020. So, of course, they want to continue that, and of course, they want to make it happen at a national level. Uh, there are also other bills being considered in Congress, including one that would ban uh, private takeover of, of government election offices. That's being offered by Republicans, of course, so it doesn't stand a chance probably until until the House of Representatives switches, which is likely what will happen in, in the next year. But yeah, Democrats view SB1 and similar legislation as existentially important in order for them to preserve their victories going forward. At the same time, Republicans, I think, understand that it is an existential threat and they're willing to do what it takes to fight it. Molly Hemingway, author of the new book, Rigged, and uh, congratulations on it being a, a bestseller on Amazon, and it's, it's only getting better, I see. Uh, more and more copies are being sold as people find out about it, and we highly recommend 
uh, our audience, everybody go out and order a copy. Uh, again, that's Molly Hemingway, and her book is rigged, and the subtitle is... How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. is a theme to the TV show The Office, which is set in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joe Biden's hometown. When he was there last week, he was booed. We're Bill and Allison Mancaro on the Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com and on your radio dial 104.3 and 102.1. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Make me happy all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy we can give. To each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. The Bill and Allison show every Saturday at 9 a.m. And speaking of 9 a.m., it's 9.43 Hill Country Patriot time on a Saturday morning. Allison, you got a hot news story. I do, and I, I think this explains everything. Well, it's not really a great development, but sources inside the White House have confirmed that someone at some point in the last nine months snuck into the Oval Office and replaced the only copy of the Constitution with a copy of George Orwell's 1984. Honest- I, I knew it. I could have guessed that. <laughs> Honestly, this explains a lot, said one political news analyst. We were wondering why he was doing everything literally the exact opposite of what the Constitution said. It's like we've been living in a dystopian novel this whole time, and well, we kind of were. (laughs) Aides say this explains why the Biden administration has been lying to the public, claiming that war is peace, freedom is slavery, that ignorance is strength. It also explains the administration's desire to monitor every little thing Americans do in their private lives, take control over its citizens' bodies, and brainwash the youth with CRT and other deadly government ideas. Boy, do we have egg on our face here, Biden said, chuckling. Not a good look, but it was an honest mistake. We'll get things set straight here. Yeah, yeah. After the mistake occurred and um, was corrected, Biden apologized for the error reversed absolutely everything he's done as president and resigned so that Trump could take back over. And there was much rejoicing. In your dreams. In your dreams. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! 
1984, also a book uh, you should read. There's been a couple of movies out. Uh, the best movie on 1984 was the one with Edmund O'Brien, uh, which was made in the, what, 50s, I guess, 60s. Uh, there's a new, newer one, uh, which is not as good. I, we, we watched that recently. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was pretty creepy. Well, the first one with Edmund O'Brien. That's yeah. the one you need to watch. I haven't seen that for a long time. And read if the book. I ever, if I ever saw it. Read the book. It's a pretty fast read. Another book you should read is Brave New World. Um, and Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Actually, I just finished reading it. I hadn't read it since, I don't know, college or something. And I just finished reading it again, and it is uh, probably more like what we're seeing. It's a combination of 1984 and Brave New World is where we're going, or where we seem to be going. Um, but it's, it's a different take on a, uh, a future society. 926 is our Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Allison Mincaro. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate uh, your being with us very much. Noam Chomsky, who is the famed um, MIT linguist professor and left-wing activist, he's gone full communist. Uh, during an interview, he called for those who are unvaccinated uh, against COVID to be isolated from society. Uh, he said that uh, people refuse to accept vaccines. I think the right response for them is not to force them to, rather to insist that they be isolated. Uh, he said, for example, if someone was to refuse the smallpox vaccine and then frequently go out in public, then the community would have to stop that person. Well, apparently he's never heard of religious or medical exemptions. There are a lot of people who don't even have the smallpox vaccine. Uh, so Chomsky did not address the fact that vaccine does not stop transmission of the coronavirus nor did he address whether or not a person who previously recovered from the virus, who has natural immunity, like Allison and I do, has the right to refuse the vaccine. So uh, Chomsky's words echo uh, Alan Dershowitz's. I like Alan Dershowitz in, in a lot of ways. He's a civil libertarian, but he isn't on this subject. Uh, he said also the unvaccinated people should be isolated. Uh, Alan Dur Dershowitz. Al Alan Dershowitz said Dershowitz. that? Dershowitz. He oh. said, quote, let me put it very clearly. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. Wow. He doesn't even know what masks are, are wow. totally in, I, I, in a, I, I'm, I'm disappointed yeah. in him. He said, you have no right to open up your business. Okay, for the record, the death toll from coronavirus is still only 1%, and that is with inaccurate and inflated numbers. We know that have been, they've been overreported, so the true numbers would reflect an even lower percentage. COVID is no worse than the flu, and no one needs to be isolated or ousted from society over not being vaccinated. Well, for a little comedy relief, this is how to handle dining out in 2021. Welcome to our restaurant. Hi. Uh, table for two, please. Sure. And what's your name? Bill. Great. And how do you and your, your guest, and do you and your guest have your vaccination cards? Well, um, can first of all, can you tell us who our server will be? Um, it looks like it'll be Brad. Will be your server tonight. Great. Uh, can you show me Brad's vaccination card? Um, oh, and also, can you provide me with proof that Brad is not a carrier of HIV, hepatitis A, or hepatitis B, or any other communicable diseases? And of course, the same for you and the kitchen staff. Um, also, uh, we'd prefer not to be served by someone who's who is on or uses recreational drugs such as marijuana cocaine, meth, fentanyl, etc. So if you could provide us with Brad's most recent medical history and toxicology screen, that'd be great. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to need to see all of your employees' medical history. Uh, let, let me get the manager for you. Yeah. 
Bring me sunshine, Bring me sunshine. In, your smile. in your smile. Make me happy, Make me happy. All, the while. all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness, so much joy we can give to each brand new breath tomorrow. Make me happy. Bill and Allison Mancaro on Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9. Online at hillcountrypatriot.com and 104.3 and 102.1. And uh, coming up, we're going to be telling you about what's going on locally. We do have some uh, some local events. 9.54 a.m. on a Saturday morning, Hill Country Patriot time. At 4 o'clock today in Louise Hayes Park in Kerrville. The Parks and Recreation Department would like to invite all ghosts, goblins, and creatures of the night to join in for an evening of safe and traditional family fun at the park. Uh, That'll be 4 p.m. tonight, today. Activities will include trick-or-treating, games, and a costume contest, and more. And also in Kerrville, from 4.30 to 7.30 at the Museum of Western Art, four premier properties is pleased to host a night at the museum. A special edition creature feature, fun-filled, family-oriented event is free and open to the public. Costumes are welcome and encouraged for kids. Adults may dress up, too. That's a good idea to wear, <laughs> wear clothes uh, at, at any public it's not event. A nu- it's not a nudist event? No, it's not. Darn. No. <laughs> Kerrville Downtown Ghost Tours are 6 p.m. at the Kerr Art and Cultural Center. Learn about the history of Kerrville while hearing some of the spooky legends from downtown. Now, space is limited for that. So please call to reserve your spot. Local number, which I like to keep saying, even though we're supposed to dial 830, you can still dial local number without that. I don't know why, but you can. 895-2911 to reserve your spot for the ghost tour. And let's see what else we got. Don't forget the gun show in Fredericksburg today and tomorrow in Gillespie County Fairgrounds uh, today from 9 to 5 and tomorrow Sunday from 10 to 4. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, here's a benefit for the Frontier Times Museum in Bandera. Great place if you haven't been there, or it's worth many visits. Uh, it's their annual gala. Gala? That, which one, else? Gala, gala or gala? Gala. Gala. Now, is that, when is that? That is today at 6.30 p.m. in Bandera. And boy, we learned a couple weeks ago how busy Bandera oh, is oh. on a Saturday. We, we hadn't been there for, I guess, quite a few years. And boy, <laughs> Boy, was no, it I mean, crowded. Yeah, you, you've got it. I mean, there, there were traffic backed up on the main street, I guess at 16, and it just was amazing. And, and should, should we tell them why we were in Bandera? Uh, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the museum annual gala is, a, is going to be a costume party at the Antler Oaks Lodge, so don't go to the museum in your costume. 
But uh, go to Antler Oaks Lodge in Bandera. There'll be silent live auctions, dinner, and open bar, raffle, and costume contest. And all proceeds will benefit the museum, the Frontier Times Museum. Uh, so that's a, a good cause. So those are some of the things that are going on uh, in, uh, in the area, in our Hill Country listening area at 957 Hill Country Patriot Time. Why don't, why don't you tell them what's uh, going to be on our show next week? Oh, next week we have a very special show. We had a special one to, today with Molly Hemingway, uh, and we hope to have her back. Uh, next week, the financial columnist for the San Antonio Express News and the um, Houston Chronicle, Michael Taylor, uh, has been doing a lot of research into finding out what the financial costs are of the Afghan disaster. Uh, when we pull out of Af- pull out of Afghanistan so incompetently, uh, and not only the costs of all the equipment and everything that now the Taliban has and China is getting, uh, but the human cost of the uh, veterans' uh, help and all the other costs involved. And he's going to break it down for us and uh, tell us about uh, what's you know what's happened there. So yeah, that'll he- be next week on the Bill and Allison Mancaro Show at nine o'clock next Saturday. So tune in for that. But you can also hear our podcasts. Absolutely. You can hear a podcast anytime. First couple of TexasRadio.com. First couple of TexasRadio.com. You can tune in. We post our shows there and you can listen uh, anytime you like and send that to your friends. Let them know about our show. Absolutely. Please. Uh, we need all the listeners we can get. <laughs> so, so somebody told us that they were going to rate us on, on one of those one of those sites. I don't even know how that works. but Rate us? Yes. Mm, that could be scary. I don't know. Well, no, they said, well, they were going to give us a very good rating. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay, we would appreciate that as well uh, because uh, we, uh, we enjoy doing the show. It's, a, it's become a big part of our life. We, we, every day we talk about what are we going to do uh-huh, next Saturday exactly. and here's who, something interesting. And, who, every time we run across somebody who might be interesting to interview, we uh, talk to them about a potential interview. Yeah, yeah. So we've, uh, we've had the opportunity to do that, and, and we like to keep, you know, in mind what our audience would like. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to go off on some tangent. Uh, and uh, but, you know, we, you know, we are sometimes wrong, but we are always right. You can always <laughs> depend on that. Uh, and uh, remember Proverbs three, five, and six as we close our show. Say say goodbye, Allison. Goodbye, goodbye, Hill Country. Goodbye, Allison. For today. For today, Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mincaro Show, heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m., on the Hill Country Patriot.